0: The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business on Newstalk. Now I'm going to drag Alan McCarthy who is from Standard Life away from the golf, which is on the corner of the uh, studio which is a big mistake It is hard it's, to watch It's I'm captivating sorry, it's, hard know, it's hard to step away, to step it away. Is, it is. Yeah. Um, Alan is here to answer questions in relation to things like retirement and pensions and all of the rest of it because that is where his expertise lies um, Will you do me a favour you sit in just a little bit on sure. that microphone so we can hear you nice and clearing. Um A question that has come in by text which is the one that I know you're going to say directly before you're conceived is the answer but the question is when should I start planning for my retirement
1: Well we were just chatting about this and well, first. All Anton, it's never too late, you're never too young. So let's have a look at retirement. People are living longer. Um, So if you think about that, when you get to retirement, the pot of money that you've built up, you need to make sure that that does last longer. So the longer you have to fill that pot, the better. Secondly, the longer you see, Alec, my problem with (laughs) this. Straight into it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> my bro- I watched Warren Buffett talk about yeah. stuff like this and Warren Buffett is a big fan of compound interest and yes, he says basically life, yeah. just get compound interest. The problem with compound interest is you need to have the capital in the first place to compound and when you're paying for childcare and when you're paying for the ESB bill Absolutely. you don't have it. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. So, but you've got to start
1: somewhere, don't you? And you're right, Warren is correct about compound interest. The longer you have, the longer you have invested, the more that money has potential to grow. But the way you've got to look at it though is a pension is just a savings plan for retirement. It's just a savings plan with tax advantages. So you're putting money in that at some stage you're going to start taking money out. But you need to look at it from a a holistic point of view because very often we start talking about retirement, we go straight to the money. It's all about the money. And don't get me wrong, it is. You have to have money to sustain that lifestyle. But from the research we do, it's more holistic. You got to look at other aspects like social connectivity, And being purposefully busy. So people are retiring in a completely different way than they retired 20 or 30 years ago. So it used to be this kind of, you know, it was a destination, you hit 65 and you retired. Now it's very much a process of change and people are retiring differently and it's really positive and progressive. How do you mean
0: they're retiring differently?
1: Well, some people, you know, think about that social connectivity. It used to be you retired 65, you got the gold watch and you walked the beach. That doesn't happen anymore. People are retiring differently in that they're, they're doing different things. They're retraining. They might be working three days a week. They might be doing some consultancy. So it's very different. It's very individual. So you need to consider that journey and you need to get some input and advice on it.
0: Now, how much of that is by choice and how much of that is by economic necessity that they can't retire at 60? That's ah, a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. A little bit of the choice
1: is, I suppose, the, the demographic that we see. So there's more people. Like, if you look at demographic point of view, we have more people turning 50 this year than we have turning five. So there's, so there's, it's a bigger cool. Secondly, we're living longer, healthier lives, which is really positive. Um, But when people come to that retirement, if you think about social connectivity, for example, when someone retires, typically they have 2000 more hours a year. Now, if you're like me and like most people, you're working Monday to Friday and 40, 50 hours a week, and then all of a sudden that disappears, that's a pretty big
0: void. So the journey to and through retirement, you really need to put some
1: planning into it. So that's why we refer to it
0: as a second life. Do you recommend lump sums? If we go back to the money aspect of this, there is a capacity when you retire to take, what is it, 25% or something like that? 25%,
1: up to 200,000 tax-free,
0: yeah. Into your hand, hand. if you have it saved in the pension over that period, and blow it on, I don't know, I mean, (laughs) cruises or whatever else. Do many people do that and do you recommend doing that or is there a tendency to do the George best and spend it on things that you shouldn't? Nearly everyone takes the tax-free lump sum. So if you think
1: about the regime in in Ireland, so we have a a pretty good regime in that I'd call it an exempt, exempt tax regime where your money goes in tax-free, it grows tax-free, but when you're taking it out, you can take a portion of it out tax-free and then the balance as you draw it down as income, that's going to be taxed, obviously. But why wouldn't you take the portion the lump sum tax-free that because you Because of Warren Buffett's compound interest yep. it's still in there compounding. But no, you should take it out and, and use it because it's tax-free.
0: Yeah. And what do people do you, when you talk to um, clients, what do they use it for? Is, is it splurges? Is it to finally pay it's, off the end of the mortgage?
1: It's, it's a mix. And again, from our research, we go out and we talk to a thousand people every quarter about this and you get a, a broad range. Some people clear off the mortgage, some people do the tour around the world and some people are helping their kids. But it's about setting up, the money is there to sustain your lifestyle and to give you choice. So financial plan is, is the cornerstone to a good retirement. But you've got to consider the social connectivity and being purposely busy as well.
0: As in that when you are planning for it, that you decide what am I actually going to do with my time as opposed to annoying my spouse who hasn't seen me Complete. eight hours and, a day And that's, that time. That's
1: the point. And like we, from our research, we see what good retirements are and we see what bad retirements are. And don't get me wrong, bad retirements typically, there's a lack of funding. But there's also that lack of social connectivity as well.
0: What do you do if you're in a job where you are forced out against your will? I was talking during the week to a judge and the retirement age for it was actually nice to talk to one in a context where I was unlikely to get punished by him at the end of the conversation. But the end of the what he was saying was that he was he was required to mandatorily retire at 70 years of age. And this is somebody who's absolutely compass mentis. He is at the top of his game at the point of retirement and is forced not to do his job anymore. That has to be difficult.
1: That must be difficult, yeah. I presume that, that was a government rule, was it? But yes, yeah, so the yeah.
0: mandatory retirement age for the judiciary. Yeah. And I mean, well, I think one judge had to actually fight his way back into being a senior counsel because he had previously sat on the bench, forced to retire, even though he wanted to be a judge, and now he has to go but and be a lawyer again. let's go back to the point that it's not you hit 65 and you stop working anymore.
1: People want to continue working, but they're doing it in different ways. Like, we've lots of stories of people retraining, they're, they're doing different jobs. Some people are going to three days a week. But you need to do something, but if you don't
0: have the financial plan, the flexibility or the choice is limited. I know that you're talking about the societal aspect. A lot of people focusing on the money. A uh, question yeah, saying, yeah. Um, is there a bottom line I need to consider paying myself each week when I retire? And how much should I make to ensure I have enough to cover that bottom line? So, I assume that's linked to your current uh,
1: Yeah, there, there isn't any, I suppose, hard and fast rules. But traditionally, people would say when you retire, you need to build up a pot that's going to give you two thirds of your income in retirement. But a lot of that's been flipped on its head. And that's a bit of an old rule of thumb because if you think about it, traditionally when you got to retirement, the mortgage was paid down, etc. But the world we live in now, the mortgage may not be gone. You may be renting. So there's a lot of factors in there. So this is why you need to sit down and look at the financials, um, sit with a financial advisor, look at what the income you have coming in and look what's affordable as well. So you, you can't be burdened with a pension either that you're, you're giving up your, um, your short term. Because ultimately what we're trying to do with retirement planning is we're saying, look, we're asking you to give up short term something in the short term for benefit in the long term. And that can be a hard enough sell. But the older you get, the shorter the time frame, the more important it's going to become that you do something about it.
0: Do many people use their homes as part of their pension? Because you accrue, um, you make capital gains tax free on the principal primary residence. So do people keep the big house that they raise the family and then they can retire and flog it, take the cash? Yeah, you see that happening
1: sometimes, people downsizing, et cetera. However, if you think about it, the, the house, and there's a debate on this or not, that's, that's one asset. But your pension pot's likely to be the biggest other asset that you have. Um, so we kind of see them as separate. But you see people when you get to the, the age of whatever, it's 60, 65, 70 and they're retiring, they're looking at all their assets. And they're they're moving them around as appropriate.
0: Text asking: I'm 35. I haven't begun planning for retirement. What should I do to get started? It's too late,
1: <laughs> It's not too late. Look, I'm 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 48, so I'm looking at it that what I've got 18 years to retire. So it's it's not too late. You're never too old. You're never too young, and it's never too late to start. Um, It isn't difficult, but it does take a little bit of effort. So you need to start thinking about the journey. You need to start looking at what you have coming in and what, like, visualize what your retirement might be. Now, for a 35-year-old, I appreciate that's a hard ask. You're you're talking 30 years down the line. But that's why it's important. You need to start having a chat with a financial advisor. If you're an employee, you might have a group scheme. If you do, go talk to
0: someone in HR and see what you can do to join that group scheme. On that, finally, the pensions world is only marginally less confusing than quantum mechanics because Absolutely you, there's we have acronyms all over the place and we there's 9 it. million different yeah. schemes and there's executive schemes if you're over here and there's private schemes We uh, yeah. love a bit of complexity uh, Is there any way to boil that down into look here's the sort of the big blocks you should be thinking about The big block to me is obviously you've got pre-retirement and you've got post-retirement
1: When you're in pre-retirement you're building up you're accumulating assets into your pension pot and you're either in a company scheme so it's occupational or you're doing it yourself and basically, the way I look at it is in your occupation of building up with the company, are you doing it yourself and you're doing it via PSA, which is a personal retirement savings account? And the simple takeaway is it is a savings plan that has tax
0: advantages. That's it. That's the way to look at it. And if you're doing it privately, what's the earliest that you see people retiring at? You can well, typically
1: we see people retiring around sixty, but from age fifty onwards you can retire and access your bank. Do you know anybody who's
0: actually retired at fifty? One or two. Really? Not that many genuinely.
1: Well we see we've customers who've done it. So one or two. Yeah. Fifty. But it's not that common. But when they I mean the life
0: expectancy is what? Eighty three?
1: That's thirty something years of sitting about. But that's why they see it as their second (laughs) life. They're doing something
0: (laughs) different. The, do, finally, do people make big mistakes when they do get their pensions? Because one of the things is it, it's, it's very difficult to build up. It's relatively easy to make poor choices about once you have all that capital. See, see this is the point. Sometimes we have people who are
1: spending more time planning their two week holiday than they are planning their retirement. So we think as you're approaching retirement, you need to be talking to an advisor five years out, three years out. You need to be talking about that journey because, as, as we
0: said, it's your second biggest asset and you need to manage it very well. Alan, thank you very much. That is Alan McCarthy, who is head of distribution at Standard Life. The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business. Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.